Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you. And just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh. Hi, thanks for joining us on a new episode of the Abundant Encounters podcast. My name is Joshua Marsingill, and it's an honor to be here with you. You've chosen to look to God and, um, you know, this is an amazing way to do that. I mean, you're really relying on him to show up. Like, if he doesn't show up, then there's nothing. So this is a, an act of faith to come to these podcasts to be like, yeah, I really want an encounter with a real God. If he's real, I want to I wanna have a real encounter with him. And you're kind of putting it all on the line in that way. And, you know, I don't mean to be so dramatic. Obviously, we can just put things over to mystery and and um, give up our right to understand, to experience, and all those kind of things. And, and they all serve a purpose, but... But, yeah, in a relationship... You can make certain demands within that relationship that are not insulting and um, are not harmful towards the other person. In a marriage, you you know you can say, "Hey, I need you to show up." And what we're being invited into with the Lord is a relationship. And so if this is something that you need, I just want to knock all the shame off of you. You know, Thomas uh, from the Bible gets a bad rap. He really does. Doubting Thomas. You know, Thomas is the one who stuck his hand into Jesus' side at Jesus' request for him to do so. And then Thomas ends up completely fully event convinced that this is the Christ he says my Lord my God and if you uh, if you're familiar with the Apocrypha um, whether you ascribe to it or not it's interesting that it talks about uh, Thomas and he has there's a book of St. Thomas in the Apocrypha and he actually travels into India and he uh, establishes um, more or less a ministry of signs and wonders. 
he obviously increased his value as his satisfaction was achieved for being able to experience God. He said, well, you know what? If it's good enough for me, then it's good enough for others. And um, having visited India and, um, you know, there's there's all kinds of, uh, you know, I don't know if it's folklore or uh, what it is, but there's like a hymn that talks about uh, St. Thomas's um, uh, signs and wonders ministry and and anyway, uh, the shame that's attached to our desire to experience God, uh, just right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just bind up all of that mess. Thank you, Lord, that you're better than that. You're not abandoning us. And while each and every one of us may experience you differently, you are available, period. And your desire is for us to know you. So Lord, I pray as we go into this time that we would experience you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for encountering us. Thank you that we don't, we're not just going to talk about it, we're actually going to experience you. Thank you, Lord, that you're so real and you're so available to us. And we bless your holy name. And we bind up anything. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind up anything that would try to hinder this time. And we just put it at the feet of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Just take a deep breath. Attempt to become more present, because God's presence is in this present moment. He's actually here. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's right here. Think about where you are. He's right there with you. Just begin to acknowledge Him. Amen. Well, I'm really excited. Um, we finished the book of Daniel in our last uh, podcast, but we're going to start on a new uh, series now. And this one, we're really focused on stories of how God rescues his people. Um, I'm personally interested in this just because uh, my wife and I are kind of going through some transitions, especially with our organization, Abundant Encounters. And and without God's rescue, it will be the end of us. So. <laughs> It's, uh, we need it. And the Bible says that when we need things like that, we should look to his word and be reminded of how he comes through. And so the first story I'm going to read is the story of Moses from the book of Genesis chapter 6. And I just happen to have the Passion Translation, which you all know that I'm very fond of. Um, 
I think um, even if you do not agree with it, I just want to encourage you, um, don't dismiss it. There's You can you can absolutely throw out the stuff that uh, doesn't feel warranted to you. I feel like there is something in these scriptures that will get you thinking one way or another. So let's get started here in Genesis chapter 6 from the Passion Translation. God grieves over human wickedness. When people began to populate the earth, they had many lovely daughters. Divine beings found them very appealing, so they took the women they wanted as their wives. Yahweh said, My spirit will not strive with humanity indefinitely, for they are mortal. Their lifespan will be shortened to only 120 years. Back then, and later, there were giants on the earth who were born as a result of the unholy union of heavenly beings with the human daughters. They were the mighty ones of old, warriors of renown. But Yahweh saw how extremely wicked humanity had become, for they imagined only evil, for all they thought about was doing evil all the time. And Yahweh was saddened that he had made humanity, and his heart was filled with pain. So Yahweh decided, I will do away with my ruined creation. Human beings that I created, people and animals, creeping things and flying birds, for it breaks my heart that I made them. But one man found grace in the sight of Yahweh, Noah. Noah pleases God. This is the story of Noah. Noah was a godly man of integrity, without fault in his generation. And he lived close to God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Injustice and violence filled the world. The earth was ruined in the sight of God, for he saw how debased the world had become. For everyone was corrupt to the core. So God said to Noah, I have decided that all living creatures must die, for their violence has filled the earth and I will wipe them off the face of the earth. Build a boat for yourself, an ark of sturdy timber, and this is how you are to design it. Make separate compartments within it, and seal it inside and out with thick tar. The length is to be 450 feet, its width 75 feet, and its height 45 feet. Cover it with a roof, but leave a gap of 18 inches at the top for ventilation. Construct a door on the side of the ark and design it with lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to release a great flood that will destroy all life upon the earth, and every breathing thing under heaven will perish. Everything on earth will die, but as for you, I will establish my covenant of friendship, and you will escape destruction by coming into the ark, you and your wife, your sons and their wives, bring with you into the ark a pair of every animal, male and female, and they will also be spared. Different kinds of birds, animals, large and small, two of every kind, I will send to you to be kept alive. Also take with you every kind of food, both for you and them. 
So Noah completed all these preparations and did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Have you ever looked at humanity and thought, wow, this is a mess. <laughs> the violence, the corruption, the lies, the heart of people just can be so wicked. We know later on God gives us a new heart. And so it even though it is an Old Testament fact that the heart was wicked in all of its ways, this new heart that God delivers in Ezekiel is one that he writes his own word on. So there's there's a lot more hope yeah, today than there was in this time for the sake of humanity there's been this wild rescue mission that has happened and the story of Noah is you know it shouldn't get past us that um, has something to do with baptism right there's this idea of drowning this old uh, civilization this man this old man and, uh, and reserving, preserving the righteousness, which there was righteousness present because Noah was present. And I think I've said this before, but it's important for us, especially as we go through this story, to humanize Moses. We have to bring him down to our level on purpose so that we can relationally connect to him. Maybe you're like, how can I do that? That's someone that's uh, been dead for a long time. And yeah, it's it's not, it's in the same way that you would read just a, a good novel in today and you would relate to the characters because um, they reminded you of themselves. Sometimes we fail to do that in the Bible because we just, we think of these grand stories that are told in here and we just think, wow. I could never be as righteous as Noah. And it's true, maybe we all have flaws, and there are, um, but Noah also has flaws. What God likes about Noah is his faith. His, uh, his faith in God creates his desire to be obedient to a voice that he's hearing, we don't know if he's hearing it inside or outside. But he is being obedient, and sometimes you've heard that voice inside, outside, maybe it was a feeling. Um, we all have history with God. And so it's important for us to relate to Noah and the story and connect to his humanity. Now let's, let's imagine 
a uh, a modernized version of uh, Noah, you know, likely someone that is wildly full of faith, but not untouchable. He would want to share it. He would want us to understand it. At the time, there's nobody for him to share with, so we don't get a real big picture of who he is in community, but we can imagine that this would be an influencer, a person who would share his faith because of how strongly he felt about it. Um, You know, he would... This is a guy that's brilliant um, when it comes to following instructions about architecture he's his faith led him to hear and design and build and and move in in this amazing never before seen i mean he is a the tip of the spear kind of guy he loves animals or if he didn't before you know god puts it on him to to bring in these pairs, there's so he's he's a man of the land, very observant, and um, so in so many ways, you know, given the circumstances, this is someone we could get to know, right? And we could have known, and we could know. It's just important because every one of these stories has something to do with who Jesus is. In response to to God, Noah built an ark to save his family and and creation. He's responding like Jesus responded. I do what I see my father doing. I say what I hear my father say. So I know for Mary and I, um, you know, we we started building a business in 2019 after I wrote my book, and uh, there's a long story, but um, I tried to put this business down a lot of times, and the Lord would say, not yet, and uh, really calm ways he would just tell me you just hold on to that and sometimes I'd get these really big inspirations for how I should put it together and uh, so I can relate to to Noah and just the way that he connected to the voice of God in his life and he did something that didn't really seem exactly right from a practical perspective, but just felt like like he was being called into doing it. And my guess is you could probably connect to that as well. 
So now that we can relate to Noah and we can feel his experience with God a little better, you know, let's look at the Father a little bit too. And, and um, you know, we, we recognize that we're in this difficult world of fallenness and he's the rescuer he sends his son eventually right but here in this story uh, he's dealing with the pain of loss you can feel the emotions of god he's there's exclamation points and um there's real anger coming from him like uh, this is this is all for nothing like, what did I even do this for? I'm just going to start over. And we don't know if that's the interpretation of the emotions from a human perspective or um, how God, you know, is, you know, experiencing this because he is God and he's God of everything and he knows the future and he knows pres- the present and he knows the past, but here he is in the present feeling these emotions and expressing himself from a present perspective. How beautiful is our God? Could you feel the emotions with him? The disappointment Pouring your heart out into something and feeling like this is worthless. I need to start over again. In this present moment, as God was experiencing that, I wonder if he felt like like the failure that we sometimes feel. He's God, so he doesn't consider himself a failure, and I understand that kind of thing. But I'm just saying, was he feeling that feeling of being a failure? Sometimes we know we're not a failure, but we feel failure. And everything's not a demon. <laughs> you know? Sometimes it's just an emotion. And here's God dealing with his emotions. God's not dealing with demons here. God's dealing with emotions. Isn't that helpful? Sometimes you're not dealing with a demon, you're dealing with emotions. And that's exactly the way God created you, is to have emotions that are not the enemy, you know. So now that we feel connected to these amazing characters in the story, maybe we can relate to them, both of them, and the hardness of this emotional experience that they're they're going through. What I want you to begin to imagine yourself. And where my mind goes is like to like a park bench, right? And it's you and God. This God that's here with Noah and uh, 
basically you're Noah in this situation. Maybe you felt like Noah, so that's what I'm talking about. So you're not, you're just in that place where you feel the way Noah felt. You're, you're like, I will believe you, God. I'll be your friend. And you're empathizing with God. And here's God coming to your rescue and saying, let's get out of this together. You have a future and a hope. Forget about everything that will be lost and focus on what I'm saving in you. And just ask him. Just sit here on this park bench with him or however you imagine it and say, Father God, give me a picture of the salvation that you so desire for me. Anything that you're experiencing now, um, begin to press into it, like go closer to it if you can. If you can feel it some other way, like um, you can uh, taste it, if you can smell it, if you can just begin to really engage with your imagination until it kind of takes off on its own and starts telling the story. you that you're sitting next to and you're hidden inside the God, the ark, the, the God who saves, the God who rescues. This is who he is even when all seems lost. He is the one who protects you, who supplies for you, he provides. And it's also the things that you care about. Think about Noah's family being included. Noah was a family man. God said, let's bring your family with you. Didn't even, there was no question about it. No, no back and forth between Noah and God. 
want you to ask the question, you know, God, if I, is there anything I'm trying to hold on to uh, from my old life that I need to give to you? So if you really identified with that, then just ask, you can put this, uh, this thing that you've identified at the feet of Jesus. Jesus and God are there together. And I want you to stay with, with God, with Father God. Just hand it to Jesus and you and God. And exchange it and say, Father God, what do you want me to have in exchange? just think about Noah and how there was so much new beginning and new promise and so much that God restored after this time. But if it's, I want to encourage you if you're not exactly understanding what it is, maybe it's too general, like um, uh, new beginnings, you know, I think that's very general, you know, I mean, for you personally, uh, you need to know a little bit more about that, so ask, uh, my sheep hear my voice, they know me, like, you get to hear from God, so ask Him, thank you for that hope, or thank you for that new beginnings, tell me a little more about what it means. What does that look like for me and the rest of my day? Ask, what does that look like for me? in the rest of my week. A week from now, what am I doing with that? A month from now, a year from now,
This one might take a, a moment, but just think about it for a second. What am I... What are future generations going to be affected by this that you're giving me? How are they going to be affected? Even after I'm gone, how, how will this live on? pray blessings on you. I pray that you feel the rescuer, the rescuer who saved Noah is your rescuer too. And I'm saying that to myself as well, you know, and uh, he's here to rescue us. And that's the point of testimony culture. In the Old Testament to the New Testament, uh, especially in the Psalms, you see it. The the culture was to repeat the the events of the past, the things that God had done, and uh, in doing this, what they were doing was they were pulling up the faith from within themselves to do very real, practical things in their in their moments. So that's what we're supposed to be doing now. One of the most beautiful things about owning a Bible is you have all of these stories about how God rescued people and delivered them and gave them hope and healed them from all their diseases and so many more stories like this. And as you hear them, as you experience them by connecting to them and humanizing the characters and feeling related to them, then you know that their stories are your stories. This is your inheritance. Our God is our inheritance. So in the time that's remaining here, you may have act, uh, you, know, you may have questions to ask to this often misunderstood uh, God of the Bible, and you know he's he's here, he's sharing his emotions with you, uh, and that act of vulnerability is very intentional. Like God doesn't try to paint himself. Um, up is something that can't be connected to. Uh, he's not just a wall uh, so far off in the distance. He's someone that's 
here with you and he's he personal he persons himself as, as someone that you can connect to on purpose even though he's so big so holy he's also right here with you just spend some time asking him those questions I just encourage you to stay listen to the music let it bring peace to your heart and ask this wonderful God who's sharing his his the emotional reality with you right here in this book of Noah and just take a moment to spend with him to empathize with him to love him
today might be a big new day. Especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. Come and visit us online at AbundantEncounters.com where you can find out more about our cause. We want everyone to have an encounter with God today. And on that website, you can find out ways to help yourself, help your friends. There's counseling, coaching, and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering God. AbundantEncounters.com Hey, I'm very excited to announce that we have some brand new journals, uh, encounter journals that are going to be available from our website, AbundantEncounters.com. And they're very simple. They use three prompts to help you focus on what you see Father God doing and what you hear Him saying in your personal world. And I believe they're really going to bless you. It's 40 days that each, um, each one of these will cover. And I believe within that time frame, you're going to experience such amazing breakthrough and have more encounters. I, I believe that stewardship brings encounters because that's what I've experienced with our Father. He's not short on encounters, my friends. So I want to encourage you. These are very affordable. Um, just go check them out on our website, AbundantEncounters.com. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.